Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We'll get back to the playoff sim coming up in 20 minutes. Say, so, hey, like, what if it's Miami against Houston? What if it's Buffalo against Houston? What if it's Kansas City against Miami? Very intriguing stuff coming up in both the AFC and the NFC. Power Hour will be 40 minutes from now, and it will feature all our bets coming up for tonight. But joining us right now to talk Week 18 in the NFL is our pal, joins us every Wednesday in this time slot, the great Eric Eager, who does a great job for our friends at Sumer Sports, including co-hosting the Sumer Sports Football Show with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who's represented by uh, my agent and Ken's agent, Tim Scanlon. And Scan's an absolute great guy. Eric is on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. One of my favorite follows on Twitter when it comes to the National Football League. Double E, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to you and yours. How's it going? Things are going well. I can't believe we're in the final week of the regular season. Eric, how do you how do you typically approach a week like this obviously you're more like a I think of you as like a numbers driven person an analytically driven person I know you make your own point spreads and maybe like drives to a certain extent the bets that you make this doesn't seem like the week for that you know with the exception maybe of like a Miami Buffalo or a Houston Indianapolis do you find yourself staying away from a lot of the games for that reason do you kind of use some different tools in your toolbox to try to solve what you want to bet for how do you usually approach the last uh, regular season week yeah I mean a lot of times you have to ensemble now, right? So, like, a lot of times, you know, you have what's called an ensemble of models. So you have, you know, a power rating uh, of top-down where you have, you know, let's say, you know, the Niners are nine points better than the average team out of neutral. The Rams are, you know, you know, let's say three points better than the average. You have factor in home field, all that. You basically throw those, those models out of the window uh, on a week like this week. Uh, you know, then you have models that are more bottoms up where you literally have, you know, you take like scouting grades and you, you create a point spread for every single player. Uh, and then you, you try to handicap who's in, who's out, what kind of uh, usage you're going to have. That can generally work on a week like this. Um, but, you know, good luck with that on some of the games. Like, for example, New England, New York, that's going to be tough. Um, so you, you kind of do that, um, you know, but for the most part, it's going to be a combination of those things. Uh, and then, like, looking kind of how the market's going to move uh, and, and waiting on, on some of the markets to see, you know, sort of where the big moves are going to be. But it's going to be a combination of, of those types of things uh, and, and kind of throwing out in the ensemble some of the top-down models that it, you've been using all year because, you know, the team-level stuff is just simply not going to work when most of the components that build up the team-level models are not going to be in uh, in weeks like this week. Are there any angles that you do like coming up for Week 18? Uh, yeah, like in, in, in a game like Chicago Green Bay, right? Where you have Chicago plus three, um, you know, Green Bay is getting a lot of love. You look at the the narratives surrounding Jordan Love, um, and you know how well he's played. You know, they're, they're putting the side by sides with Aaron Rodgers numbers. Besides the fact that like they're different eras, two thousand eight and two thousand uh, and twenty three. Um, you know, a lot of people are ignoring. Uh, the Bears' defense and how good it's been uh, since the Montez Sweat trade and 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 so on. Um, I, I kind of like the Bears plus three in that game, um, you know, and, and especially considering. And, and I believe I I can't remember exactly what the the endpoints were, but uh, you know, teams that quote need the game versus teams that have quote nothing to play for are actually all that not all that great ATS. 
uh, especially sort of, and most of these games are rivalry games because they're in division. Um, I, I like the Bears, uh, you know, plus three uh, in Lambeau Field this weekend. Yeah, and what you find, I think, to Eric's point, I think there's like you'll see a lot of that this week because the the point spread's obviously like an artificial construct. Like the team that's playing, they don't care about how much they win by that winning is like the only condition. So a lot of times the point spreads get really big. The teams that you think are going to win, they win, but they win within the number or they win, you know, by three or two or four or something like that. And any other team ends up covering the spread that quote, like didn't need the game. I've seen that stuff in a bunch of places as well. Eric, let's, let's go to a game where we, we know both teams are kind of all in. We don't have the same concerns about motivation that maybe we have in some of the other games. There are a few of those on the schedule. Why don't we do the game Saturday night? maybe for the AFC South, at least for a play for playoff positioning, you know, offensive rookie of the year with CJ Stroud Texans at Colts Texans. Now a, a small favorite in the market, about a one point favorite total 47 and a half got, you can use the top down stuff here. I think with both teams kind of at full strength, what do you make of this game on Saturday night? Yeah, I made the Texans uh, a half a point favorite. So when it opened up and they were a, you know, a, a point point and a half dog, I, I kind of like them. Uh, now it's swung in that direction. Now that the margins, you know the, the the edges are not that big when you're on either side of zero there. So uh, I would have I would have liked Houston early on. Now I don't really see any value there. But you know you're, you're the better quarterback there in Stroud. Um, you know I think slightly better team as well. Um, but yeah, right now I don't really have an opinion on it. I would have liked Houston uh, when they were slight underdogs, but now uh, you know I, I, I'm sort of laying off that game. I'm excited to see what Stroud. You know we haven't really gotten to see Houston. Uh, in a primetime spot, we haven't gotten to see him, you know him in a standalone spot. I'm excited to see uh, Stroud kind of close out what'll be a an offensive rookie of the year, uh, you know, the uh, uh, campaign for him. Yeah, I think this is Houston played 16 one o'clock games this year on Sundays, one o'clock Eastern time games. And this will be the only game that they play outside of that time slot coming up on Saturday night in primetime. Winner gets into the postseason on the road in Indy against the Colts. All right, Eric, we touched on Saturday night where you could use the hashtag the top down approach. What about Sunday night with the Bills and the Dolphins? Buffalo, a three-point road favor. Total bet down now to 49 and a half. Miami obviously dealing with some injuries to key players like Waddle. I don't think is going to play in the game. Bradley Chubb out for the year now. And Buffalo, this could be like for all the marbles, like lose and they're out, win and they're the two seed. Obviously, they'll be in if Pittsburgh or Jacksonville loses. But um, Buffalo and Miami right now, what do you think about that game for the AFC's championship Sunday night? Yeah. I still like under probably all the way until you get to 48 and a half or so, um, you know, Miami. So Buffalo, I, I don't think there's anybody in the world who hates a person as much as Joe Brady hates Stefan Diggs. Like I, I just, ever since he's taken over as the OC, like Diggs is just, has been a non-factor. Um, you know, James Cook has really been the guy they've wanted to go to. And even then he hasn't been as effective in the last few games, Miami is a top, is surprisingly a top five team in the NFL in avoiding giving up explosive carries, fit runs of 15 yards or more. Um, so I think like Buffalo, I, I like them. I think they should be favored in this one, but I think one of their means of moving the football is simply not going to be there with Miami, uh, avoiding giving up explosive plays in the run game. Uh, and, and both teams, like there's only one offensive lineman in the, in, on either side of the ball who has a PFF grade above 75. And so I just think offense is going to be tougher to go in this game than the total implies. And I, and both teams, I think, especially Buffalo, I think are going to be tense. I mean, Miami has lost, you know, this game, uh, you know, to get to this spot. And Buffalo, you know, having gotten here, I think there's going to be what is called the endowment effect for 
you know, for McDermott. I think there's going to be some punts on some fourth and shorts that, you know, when you're looking at trying to get over a total that's this big, any punt on, you know, close to midfield is basically a killer there. And I think McDermott, when he's, you know, close to midfield, is going to punt for field position, which is going to kill that. So I'm not huge on either side. I think a lot of people have Buffalo Bills, AFC East futures. Uh, that, that, that's going to be, you know, effectively their bet in this game. Um, but I think if you want to, you know, wager on this game, I think under's the one uh, that, that's the best one in this game. And obviously, it's funny, and to Eric's point, like the first meeting between the teams, it's like a scoring bonanza. I mean, Buffalo basically scored on every possession they had in the game, but like that was full health both teams, and maybe not the stakes the same uh, as this game, so it doesn't mean it has to play out the same way. It's kind of like a fascinating difference that could happen in, in the two meetings between the Bills and the Dolphins. Eric, why don't we do the NFC South games, and just whether you think like something kind of funny could happen in this division. So for Tampa, it's really straightforward, just like beat Carolina. I think we think Baker Mayfield's going to play. I don't think he practiced today. They're a four and a half point road favorite against the Panthers. And then the, you know, sort of the like, maybe this matters, maybe it doesn't game. Saints three at home against Atlanta, where we don't know who Atlanta's starting quarterback is going to be. A strong opinion for you on either one of those games. Uh, Do you think Tampa's, you know, very likely to beat Carolina, even though the point spread has come down a little bit? Yeah, I... I think Tampa Bay is the is the best team in this division. Like they have the they play the 18th uh, easiest schedule, whereas the Falcons uh, and the Saints have played the first and second easiest schedule, respectively. Um, you know, when I look at that game between the Falcons and the Saints, I do like the Falcons getting three. Uh, the Saints have one of those games where they play really well every once in a while, and they had that against Tampa Bay, but they never repeat it. Derek Carr is never good two weeks in a row. So, uh, you know, in that game, you know, the Falcons could go from picking eighth again to winning that division should they win and should Carolina win. Um, But, you know, it's that game to me is just frustrating because one of those two teams should have won that division. There was plenty of, of, of people who were touting their overs for understandable reasons. But as I've said on your show, and I've said a million times, like, there's no reason you should have ever bet on Desmond Ritter or Derek Carr to host a, a playoff game, uh, you know, ever in your life. So you kind of get what you deserve there. Um, I, I think and I hope Tampa Bay wins that game in Carolina. I can't lay the points there, though, just for all, all the reasons you said. Baker's injured. Baker also, as we remember in the 2021 Brown season, doesn't play well when injured. But I think Tampa Bay has enough with regard to their defense. Um, and, and, you know, the rest of that offense where even if Baker does play and he's hobbled, I think that they can win uh, even without him. But that is something to monitor. The other thing to monitor and to consider in your handicap is Carolina has no reason to lay off the pedal in that game because obviously their pick goes to Chicago. And even then, that pick is also locked in at one. So even if they had a reason to lose in that game, uh, it, it's gone. So uh, it, they do have, they have, they have every bit the reason to win that football game, uh, you know, this week. So it, it's, it's a tricky one. I don't really have an opinion other than I do like Atlanta, uh, you know, getting the points against New Orleans. I, I can't get past like the Falcons having the eighth pick in the draft so they can like draft Brock Bowers, pair him with Kyle Pitts, and then throw the ball to John U. Smith down in the red zone. It's going to be awesome next year. <laughs> you better you bet with Nick and Ken here talking week 18 in the NFL with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Um, Eric, I know you're a football historian like I am. I'm of the opinion that it is actually like it's been written in the stars like for since time immemorial that in no way, shape, or form will Bill Belichick, in perhaps his final game 
as head coach of the New England Patriots, lose to the team that he resigned as the HC of the NYJ over 20 years ago. New England's a one and a half point home favorite against Trevor Simeon and the Jets. Will you be joining me on the New England train this week? You make, and by the way, I, as a football historian, uh, you are in the exclusive club of ball knowers that I respect uh, <laughs> in that regard. Uh, that is not something I've thought of this week. So kudos to you. Absolutely. You have turned me on to that side of that game uh, for that reason. That, that is a great angle. Um, yes, I, I, I agree. And also Trevor Simeon, right? Like this is not, that's not the kind of quarterback that I, Belichick loses to either. Right. I mean, I, we don't think so. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a, I don't know. Nick's a ball knower. What do you think? What do you think about that? Nick, you feel pretty good about it. Well, I like the Patriots. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eric, we got like uh we got like a minute left at, we we've addressed kind of a lot of the more meaningful games. We're left with kind of like team that cares against team that doesn't, so to speak, and totally irrelevant games. Is there any other market that kind of stands out to you this week? This could be an award, something you think is interesting. It could be a game that we haven't talked about yet, a futures bet, a team to win the Super Bowl or each conference. Anything else you think is interesting here in the NFL before the final week in about a minute? Yeah, Kansas City at anything more than 4-1 to to win the AFC, I still think has value. Kansas City, the last two weeks, basically the last month has basically given up nothing defensively after the first quarter, despite the fact they produce no turnovers and get the shaft penalty wise. Um, I think a lot of those things regress. And I think Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best players in all of the NFL. Um, I I think there's value there. So, uh, you know, there are much, much worse things to, to, to bet on than the chiefs at like nine to two to win the AFC. So uh, hold your nose. Uh, and and take a little uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling AFC Championship game, uh, you know, uh, uh, reincarnation. <laughs> Love it, uh, Eric. In ten seconds here, say Buffalo beats Miami on Sunday. We get KC hosting Miami in the wild card round. If KC's a three and a half point home favorite in that game, what would you bet? Ten seconds. Miami plus three and a half. Oh 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 hell yeah. I'm praying that That's we get this. Be d- it. D- d- three? three. I would bet Dolphins plus three if we, if we get there. Yeah. Eric, appreciate it, buddy. Uh, on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore, Sumer Sports, and Supreme Ball Knower, our pal Eric Eager. Eric, happy new year, SBK. my friend. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll, we'll talk to you about uh, the playoffs coming up next week. You guys are the best. Take care. Yes, we are. He's nah, right. Love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can, can, can any other compliments? Any other right, compliments yeah. you'd like to butter us up with? You guys are awesome. Yeah, you are, you're 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 one of the you're in the rare exclusive club. Ball knower. Ball knower. There aren't a lot of those. And you're no, one. I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Um, like also, like, are we gonna get to? Are we gonna get to the end? And it's just gonna be like, here, here's the Chiefs again. Yes, it's possible. I thought he I... was going to say Chiefs against the Chargers, and I was like, everyone's on this? This is so weird. There's a fake game, and everybody likes the same side. And he was like, to win the AFC. I was like, oh. That's way different. I- I'm surprised he didn't like love that. I feel like everyone loves the Ravens, including me. All right, coming up next, Playoff Sim with Nick and Ken.